0: Hi, I'm Scott. I'm Seth. Oh, Seth just got all uh, roboty. Man, there goes as <laughs> soon as we start recording, uh, there goes the technology. I'm Adam Jabe. Hi, everybody.
1: And we are track stumbling uh, today, and we have <laughs> our good friend Adam Jabe. What's happening?
0: Well, I'm sitting in my recording studio, the palatial 2003 Honda Civic in the garage, trying to look at my levels to make sure I'm not blowing it for you. So there it is.
2: Levels, 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 levels.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not Adam unless we're concerned about levels. That's a thing. Well, yeah, this is something I, I, it's something I should do before we hit record, but I never do. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: It's it's probably more habit by this point not to check levels beforehand.
0: Well, I was looking at them. I just wasn't looking at them very closely. And then all yeah. of a sudden I was peaking. Uh, but it's probably poor microphone placement more than anything. But.
1: You got to swallow that thing from what I've heard. Yeah, you you can eat, 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 that eat that, baby.
0: Like. Delicious. Delicious.
1: So we've uh, – you were always on our list to talk to for this yeah. show because <laughs> –
0: Ambition, you, right there, huh? <laughs> oh yeah. We've, she, got
1: po- we've got pole around here.
0: Man, you got to set your sights real <laughs> low to get me uh, to hop on a podcast. <laughs>
1: yep. Just a normal Monday night. Mm-hmm. Um, because you, you race cars. You're a hot boy. You. <laughs> help- that's
0: my, That's the second credit. I <laughs> Yes.
1: <laughs> oh, we'll talk about that.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: You help organize, run, and manage Grid Life, and you do family. Uh, you you do a lot of things, so it's like you as a case study for this show is perfect and fascinating.
0: There's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of, uh, a lot of issues. I've, uh, I still have a full-time job, which is like extra full-time because I own part of that company. Um, and you and, don't do math? No, I don't. I don't do math, so I'm high in demand in the construction industry in Chicago. Um, and then, <clears throat> yeah, in 2004, Chris and I started hosting track events together, and that was that was. So this is like what our 18th year, 17th yep. year? I don't know. Um, I know yeah in two thousand one we started hosting events and then in yeah two thousand four was our first eraser or track event so um yeah it's been a long it's been a long two decades but like um I don't know how to quit things very well uh my like <laughs> uh and i've also never i've like never approved personally of anything I've ever done like i look at my race car which i've had for twenty years and it's had like fifteen engines and i'm like Man, screw that car. It could be so much better. i got to take it apart. <laughs> uh, and every event, it's like, okay, where's my page of notes so I can make that event not suck next year? Uh, but, yeah, we do a lot of things over here. <laughs> yeah. Just got, just got done with family I, dinner with a I, six-year-old who doesn't eat. But.
1: Well, and I genuinely, when you talk about what you do, just like in your life, you, you work a ton. You... Somehow answer emails, Facebook messages, and even jump on, like, Facebook posts.
0: Not very often, I'm not on Facebook itself much. Yeah.
1: And you're helping organize grid life, and you're working on your car, and you're hanging out with your family. I just, like, genuinely, I don't know how you're able to fit, like, 36 hours in one day because it seems like you just don't sleep
0: uh ross bentley um a while like a year ago or something uh, informed me that i didn't sleep enough and that i should sleep more uh, and i should listen to podcasts about sleep and read books about sleep and so i did that and now i sleep i sleep like six or seven hours a day which is the most i've slept in the last i don't know the last 15 20 years um there was a long stretch where I was like super functional on three hours, four hours. Oh my god! Um, but uh, now my body—it seems to really, really like six or seven hours. And like when I can get yeah. eight, when I can get eight, like <laughs> my body doesn't know to do with it. I get a headache. If <laughs> I get eight hours of sleep, um, but uh, there, there's like it's—I don't know. Like there's a lot of days. Like most days, I want to quit something, um, but there's a lot of obligation because I'm kind of in two businesses that like I accidentally helped start. Um, and so I feel like I can't leave. Um, but this year I'm trying to make a big push to offload res- responsibility to people. Then ho- hopefully we're not in a pandemic year. Uh, so I can, uh, I can offload some prep and offload some, cause like mo- for most grid life events, I'm also like the biggest piece of the logistics of moving, like, five tons worth of, oh, there goes the phone, five tons worth of gear, uh, you know, to the event because um, I have the biggest tow vehicle uh, because I've made a poor life choice and I'm also always remodeling an <laughs> RV. <laughs> um, yep. But um, I don't know. It's a, it, uh, it It feels like a life well lived because I feel like I have a lot of, I feel like I have too many friends and like too many people that I love and like too many people I want to hang out with. And like the biggest regret is that I don't have more hours in the day. I think so.
1: You so you've mentioned it twice already. This this idea that you have a hard time of saying no and you have obligations and I almost in that I I hear that you're feel like you're being pulled in many different directions right now. And granted, it sounds like you want to do all of them. It doesn't sound like you're you know you're necessarily.
2: Do you want to do all of them, like not always? No, not always.
0: That's fair. Um, no, there there will be a day where I don't do something or don't do one of these jobs at least full time. Because um, right now, I mean, right now is the slowest part of the season for Good Life, but I'm still probably doing a couple hours a day um, on average, and an well, hour and a half, two hours, and then sometimes Chris and I will talk and for two hours, you know, just brainstorm and plan and stress about things but uh, um, it's the easiest time of the year right now but it's also the craziest time of the year in the day job because everybody, at least you know, a few weeks ago it was because everybody wants the thing that they ordered before they have the holiday party or it's just, you know, but we want to get it in before the snow falls or whatever um, <coughs> so that it kind of goes, it, it's good that we don't do December events because that would be bad for everything but Jeez. Um, the uh, I don't know. And even like,
1: tacking on Nola this year in yeah, November,
0: I don't remember Nola at all. I, I literally don't remember it. <laughs> um, I I remember driving in a spec fit. I drove three laps in a spec fit. That was on yeah. su- su- Sunday morning. But I don't remember. Like I don't remember the event. Uh, and it wasn't from like uh, it wasn't from doing heavy drugs or anything. I just it feels like it feels like I forgot it. Like it didn't happen. But it was a fun event, from what I'm told. <laughs> So, a was lot fun. of rain, we, lot of rain Saturday night.
2: But the only time <laughs> I saw you was rapidly driving by in your golf cart man um, that that
0: that place was so cool cuz we had three surfaces to play with but it, the PA couldn't talk to the paddock and like I had to like yeah. drive to make announcements so like that was the hard part we did a lot we spent a lot on text messaging at that event but uh overall yeah. I f- <laughs> I feel like I feel like it went pretty well but um yeah tacking that one on that was uh it was kind of when SEMA got canceled like that was the day we decided because it was yeah. like well let's let's do a thing like we we're already committed to going somewhere that weekend um so and a lot of people had the time off and like NOLA had been like pushing us hard like do an event do an event um and uh so yeah we we decided to do it it was kind of a fun event like a lot of you know a lot of different stuff but it was a blur but um next year is going to be busy too it'll kind of be busy like 2019 was but um <laughs>
1: Now, you you and I have talked about, and you've talked a lot about on Slip Angle as well, that you have a race car that you've had for many years. 20, 20 years, yep. And that car's gone through many iterations yep. in that lifetime. And that in the midst of having all these obligations and responsibilities on a track weekend that you organize, that... You just don't have time a lot of times to get in your car yeah, and go do a race.
0: And a lot of times I do it do a, or yeah, even do a I, session or, or even have like the space in a trailer to take it, you know, like, sure. like literally, can you hear me when I'm this far away with the phone? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like literally the space in the trailer, like there's the merch, the merch booth, which like pays for the rest of the event is in the trailer, you know? Uh, that's, that's kind of the the norm, but, um, when it does come to the event or like when I pay James Morgan to bring it or something like, uh, I usually have a pretty good time. Um, but if I, if it, if it's there, like it, it, it's, uh, it's almost easier to not drive it because like you're always pulled in so many directions because my main, for people who don't know me or don't know grid life, like my main duty is to make, it's like the minute to minute of the racetrack operations, you know, like, and to make every session the best it can be for whoever's in said session. And then you gotta make sure the timing team is on, make sure like we're the broadcast team knows we're going we're going live, like, uh, you know, make sure I got a pace car, make sure the safety crew is is uh, is ready, like, uh, you know, I'm the liaison to race control, track track control, flag control, you know, I'm kind of like managing a bunch of people, uh, which hopefully I'll have a few buddies kind of staged up to uh, step in and help with some of that next year. But it doesn't make, like, the driving aspect easy. Like, you get in the car, and at Autobahn this year, I raced at, what, I raced at Autobahn, mid-Ohio. Yep. Yep. And what else? Oh, I brought my car to Midwest Festival, but I only did one, one race, I think, because I, I had killed a bunch of coils and didn't have time to play with it. Um,
1: didn't you but, race at yeah. Gingerman at the beginning of the season, too?
0: I don't think so. No, I don't, I, that was last year. I raced at Gingerman in October, okay. but I don't think I raced at Gingerman this year, no. Not at the beginning. May, um, maybe I was thinking of yeah, uh, Hanami. Han, yeah, you're thinking of Han- to- me. Yeah, Honda Han- to- is my favorite because that's so easy. But yeah. uh, it's, And now it's like HPDE events are just – they just happen. <laughs> I love HPDE only events, um, but it it uh, I I feel like I have to race or drive uh, because otherwise I won't want to do grid life anymore. Like if it's just the work aspect and like building the company and all that, like I don't want to do that part. Um, that's Chris is like Chris is much more the driving force between into like building the company, merchandise, branding. You know, all the little things that we do, it's Chris and Sean, and, but like, uh, I don't know, I've, be, I've become the de facto face of the motorsports side, to the drivers at least. Uh, yeah. and, and Slip Angle's kind of become like a real good, like, uh, uh, like, portal to talk to them. And I feel like I'm, like, stuck doing it, and I love doing it, but, like, if I don't drive, I, I hate it all. You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason for me in my guts, in my, like, core of my being to want to – I don't want to go work at racetracks. <laughs> like, it's, it's just easier <laughs> it's for me to go job. install – Yeah, I can just go install garage doors and, like, not even think, <laughs> you know, or yep. entry doors or windows. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, there's. I have to keep that, like, passion alive for me. I love the tinkering aspect of, like, building the car. And thinking about like, oh, what's the best mousetrap that I can build out of my five dollar budget and the crap in the basement? Um, and so like I'm putting my fifteenth engine in it right now. Uh, it's actually an engine that was ba- that was in the car in like '09, uh, and it's been sitting okay. around ever since. But um, the and I'm doing like custom ITB setup, like welded out of crap off of eBay and like a laser yeah, cut that. flange that my brother drew up on Cat. <laughs> but uh, like. I have to like I have to do that car thing in order to want to help do the car thing that everybody else does. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of rambling now, but
1: no. Well, you know. that that was essentially going to be one of my questions. Is I mean, on a given weekend, if you don't drive, I I mean, I've I've talked to you. I've heard you after one of those weekends, and you just you, it seems like you want to go crawl in a hole and just either sleep or die or something. It, it's total so, mental burnout. Yeah,
0: total mental yeah.
1: burnout. So on those weekends, like how do you get yours? Like how do you keep that passion alive? And I know you said driving and you said building, but it seems like those only come in like small yeah bits.
0: Well, when I uh before Grid Life I was racing lemons and SECA. Um and I would only I like I didn't have any budget. Um, I I didn't make any money back then? Like we had started a construction company in the middle of uh, like the worst recession in like 80 years, um, and because my dad sold his two companies, tried to retire, decided that was going to kill him real fast, and then started another company that failed, and so then I had to like pull him out of a huge pit of despair with with uh, 40,000 man hours of work, and we're almost out of that pit actually. <laughs> Like I'm almost <laughs> we're almost debt free uh, which is kind of the point I can quit but um the I didn't have any budget I had, you know I just got married, bought a house like I don't know how they we qualified for the house on Sarah's uh, teacher income she teaches at a small Christian school and made like thirty five grand that year uh, and yeah. I made I think I made nineteen grand and like I was like, hey, I'm gonna buy a race car. it was only like a few grand, but I justified it because I could sell so many things off the spares that I'd have a free race car, you know. Sure. And so that was kind of like, you know, and I've done that a few times. Um, But uh, I I only had the budget to, like, race two or three times a year. So, like, racing two or three times a year is, like, what I do, you know. Um, And I I got a lot of seat time instructing for many years. I would travel all over instructing. And, like, the biggest thing you have to do is, like, I would scrap – storm doors and like metal and stuff to to get fuel money to get to like VIR uh, and then I would steal a truck from work and I'd go to VIR but um uh, or wherever mid ohio and autobahn or o- anywhere around but um so yeah racing like every weekend like that that would burn me out like the car always needs something the car is always right. you know it you you guys know how that is the car can be a fickle mistress as well but um the like the the things that like the the thing that I want is like what what uh, Scott and I had at Mid Ohio for like three or four laps. Like if I can get that once or twice a year, like that's that's enough. Like that's literally you, enough to keep me alive for the for you, the year. You, you can just
1: ride that wave. Yeah. Of- like, experience and memory yeah for a few months
0: um and, and i used to get it doing hpde stuff like uh, my favorite hpde times were like battling with uh there was one midwest festival a bunch of years ago and i was in my SECA stl car which was under prepped and eric katil this is before gltc eric katil was in an ita civic his car but it had a single cam in it like mine did um and yeah, Mike, this is my old c r x that uh just got crashed at the runoffs by its current owner uh I saw in, that. in october yeah. um but uh it, it we had such a good battle in like h p d e advanced um And we were, like, straight up wheel-to-wheel racing, and Joe, race control, knew it was me. I gave him the thumbs up, and so Eric and I were full-on door-to-door, like, bump-drafting in advanced or instructor or something. Uh, And and for, like, two or three years, like, people that were, (laughs) like, on the side of the track, you know, that was one of the biggest festivals we ever had. Uh, you know, there's like 5,000 people watching me and Katil, like, bump draft through turn two. Uh, and, uh, like, probably 50 or 100 people have talked to me like, hey, man, that was awesome. You guys, uh, you guys ought to do racing or that was so cool. I still remember that. It made me want a Civic. Oh, both of your inside tires were lifting through turn two. Like, just dumb little stuff like that. It was before oh. racing. It was it was like you know, HPDE battles. Brad Adams and I, like, had the best session ever at VIR. Uh, you know, in 2013 and like, I still remember that session. And like at the end you give each other the middle finger and go eat pizza. It was the best, you know? Uh, but like, you know, the, it's the, the hobby for me really is, uh, it's building. Obviously, like I love tinkering with this dumb car and I have a backup shelf for someday if I bin it, you know, so I'll probably have one of these cars for the rest of my automotive life. Um but i also i i like the battles with friends and the battles with buddies and like it doesn't even have to be a friend like I had the best battle with this with this dude in an escort when I was racing i t a with the civic with the c r x years ago like just me and an escort like I could do everything better than him except for accelerate because it turns out I was off one tooth on my cam gear uh so the car was probably uh, a, it was probably an eighty two horsepower i t a car um <laughs> But uh, the best battle ever with this freaking escort, Um, and afterwards, like he and I talked for like half an hour, and I still remember like every lap at Mid Ohio. Like uh, it's and and then another and when I was in STL, like awesome battle at at Mid Ohio with a better STL car. He did everything better except for turn. Uh, It like those times you can just live on that high for a long time. Like. Um, it's the friends and the people, and then obviously, like, I love close quarters, like, running with people. Um, my my rear bumper is uh, still a little bit deformed when I got a love tap from you at Mid-Ohio this year. But that uh, was a pretty good love tap. It was more like a love hug. <laughs> but I think it wasn't bo- too much. It wasn't we, too much. We both had, like, inadequate uh, uh, bumper beam foam. <laughs> yeah, I... I didn't have
1: anything, man. I had my uh, radiator ducting. That's that's yep. really it. So I I came up on you real gingerly. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, your car had a little bit more talent in the straight line than I did, but yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not this year, man. Maybe not this year. You, you watch your ass. <laughs> hey, uh, let's go. Um, yeah, the I don't know the like the two jobs at the same time thing. It's been a lot of years of that, so it kind of feels. Um, and then obviously we've got we, we we usually do one or two podcasts a week and um yeah. and then uh yeah there's always somebody that wants me to do a roll cage forum like always i always have a roll cage going even though I, I keep saying this is my last roll cage like i just bent a roll hoop on friday <laughs> like it uh, it never it never ends but uh um uh, it, to me it's like there's there's got to be more to life than race cars but i I mean in everybody else's eyes but I besides my like wife and my 6-year-old I don't see a whole lot else man it's freaking race cars and the group and the world that is that like we've we've helped create um that's kind of what I do you know and and I do what needs to be done you know So, do you, feel so
2: you mentioned you mentioned before that that HPDE events just sort of run themselves and they're easy <laughs> Do yeah, nowadays gltc <laughs> yeah but do you think do you think gltc could ever get to the point where it just sort of happens no, because it seems like you spend never. a tremendous amount of time and effort herding those cats around making sure that they they all come off track
0: happy and unbent so and it, yeah it, it's it's like uh the more effort uh, and I've got some really good help with GLTC. I've got Scott and Renee for the most part um, and then a few others that have helped obviously, but Scott and Renee have been kind of the primary, like they've kind of been kind of been like my mentors and also my parents and also the GLTC parents, you know, um, Renee is our, is officially our race director. So like she makes all the notes, makes the calls, race start race, end, et cetera. And her husband, Scott is our competition evalu- evaluation director basically like he is race school uh for people that are new and he's also kind of like a coach and he's also kind of like a problem solver uh and uh like without those two people uh, i wouldn't want to do gltc and like i by the by kind of like the like the, the grace of god i happen to have those two people and um and they're both super experienced in wheel in the wheel to wheel world like uh, so they've done things in this world for 25 years, you know in in wheel to wheel racing um, yeah. and been a, been a huge benefit to our drivers too, I think overall. but um, and previously Scott had had helped us with our beginner program and he's he's came up th- through the grid life world. He, he knows all the pieces of grid life also in the last four or five years. Um, even though he's kind of a curmudgeonly old wheel to wheel buddy, you know uh, he's uh, like they both have like such a good insight. Uh, and, and also like they have a, a they have, if, if it wasn't for like their passion, my passion would be completely extinct extinguished, uh, already cause they, cause this is hard like to try and build the wheel to wheel series that you want. Like I, this is a series that I wanted to be in, you know, and like Scott and Renee wanted to be in, uh, and to try and create it and then also maintain it is it's virtually impossible. Like we spent four years just kicking it through the door to be allowed you know, with insurance and doing everything as properly as we could and then also creating a rule set for three or four years. Um, you know, a rule set that people would say, hey, that's different and that's what I want to do. Uh, and so those steps have happened and now it's like, okay, well, we made this. Like, it, it will eat itself if you let it. Like, it, it if left to its own devices, like, the drivers will... Burn themselves out. They'll crash into each other. They'll have to fix their cars too much. Like it's you have to set a vibe, and then you have to maintain that vibe, and you have to maintain expectations, which is like the hardest thing. Um, and so I find it like super effective when I literally like even if I'm racing, if I like walk up and down the grid, and talk to as many people as I can, even if it's a hey, get your head on straight, you know that kind of thing. Uh, those are the better races than if I than if I'm not there or if I'm not paying attention uh, and they just roll out and it's like okay we got three toes cuz people exploded or they're stuck off in the mud uh, or there's like you know bumper to bumper issue we haven't totaled a car with metal to metal contact in 2 years which is uh which I think is pretty impressive um but we've had enough small contact you know a few fenders and a few bumpers um but uh, i don't know it's it feels like every time gltc rolls out onto grid like uh uh, your like your firstborn child uh, is up to bat with like Nolan Ryan, and Nolan Ryan's got his eyes closed. <laughs> like, like, why? Why is she out there? <laughs> what, she's gonna get hit. <laughs> uh, yeah, it it. There's always that like feeling of dread on turn one of every single race. Like when I'm watching it, when I'm in the race, I usually start from the bat from the back just just to see what happens, you know. Like I usually, I just grid in the back and I watch some of the the newbies or the beginner, not beginners, beginner and wheel-to-wheel, you know, first weekend types, um, try to put some pressure on them, uh, and then just see where I land, you know. Once in a while I do take my grid spot, which is usually, that's that's how I ended up near Scott one time, so that was fun. But uh, uh, it'll never be easy. Um, Time attack, though, used to be really hard um, until... We got a decent group of people trained up to, like, grid the cars, to scrutineer the cars, to, yep. uh, to like, help me make rules, uh, to just to do things. And then, like, the culture after, what is this? This, is our, this will be our seventh year of Time Attack. Uh, the culture is a little bit more established. Um, and so it's, GLTC will probably get easier um, just because it becomes a little bit more old hat, you know, Uh like drift used to be, holy crap, uh, at festivals and at bigger events, like where we have drift, it's like, oh, we got to pick up 30 bumpers. And we had like two, two-thirds two of our drift sessions this year, like we didn't have to do any pickup. Like maybe we'd blow off, you know, the big marbles if there's a timed session afterwards, you know, uh, the tire marbles, you know. Um, yep. It, uh, so like as we keep going through this and keep – I mean, hopefully we're hopefully it comes down to just setting the expectations with the drivers and uh, not letting them get away with uh, a subpar performance. Um, we have so many good team leads, like all the you know beginner, you know Ed and Bill killed it this year. Like uh, you know, yeah, and, they did great. The, the grid team, like uh, you know, the, the the leaders in the grid team are just like it, like. Oh, yeah, there's not now there's a staff meeting that I don't even have to go to, you know, like everybody's like doing things. A lot of these people are volunteering too. like it's it's been uh, it's been a especially this year, it's been a year of like tight budgets and busyness. And we're still trying to do these things. But I I feel like after every event this year, it was it was the most like gratitude that we saw from people and the happiest vibes we saw from people. Um, even people that I know didn't have, like, a good weekend with their car. Like, people just loved being out this year. Uh, and that, that also is, like, the, you know, obviously I want to drive, but, like, the, the building this, this culture that, like, wouldn't exist uh, otherwise, uh, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm not a big, like, legacy person, but I feel like even if this was a flash in the pan and it stopped tomorrow, like, the last seven years have been, like, a pretty amazing uh, thing for a lot of people, like, and they keep coming back, and they they tell me that it's the reason that they want to wake up in the morning is because they want to build a car, come to our events, and have a good time. Um, and so that's, I, th- I think that's cool. I don't, I don't think it'll stop tomorrow, but if it did stop tomorrow, I feel like it wasn't a waste of time. So
1: now you and I went to the same event early this year, and you had nothing to do with the organization
0: of it. Oh, yeah, the Three Balls event, yeah.
1: what uh, What's that like for you? Because so much of your time and energy is spent wrapped up into almost like Ethan Layton's uh, interview that just came out today, how he has so much time and energy wrapped up into other people's projects. You yeah. have so much time and energy wrapped up into other people's track time and track organization. What's that like for you to actually go to an event that
0: you – just show up it's the best it's so easy it's it's so fun <laughs> i love i love just attending i i i i long for the day to when i'm like uh you know a volunteer board of directors type uh instead of like director type uh because they're they'll probably happen like i can't i can't go at this pace forever uh and still like have a successful marriage and stuff like that, um, uh, but I I I love days like that. Like uh, I did a track night in America, and so I worked until noon, um, and then just cruised up to Gingerman um, in like October or something, um, and. I didn't know anybody there uh it was me and tom o'gorman were driving and he was in the grid life fit uh and we were doing we were filming a few things but like i didn't have to do anything for the filming uh i just got in my car and just drove like three sessions right and like it's so weird to to not have to think about all you think about is like hey is this car doing good and like that was that was like it was i've been driving this car on this exact same setup like alignment and everything you know um, just a basic. I did a string alignment when I built it. When I finished rebuilding it two years ago, uh, I've been driving it on this exact same setup. I haven't made any setup <laughs> changes. All all I've been doing is like fixing the problems. Like the brakes sucked last year, so I fixed the brakes. Yep. The brakes are good. And then I'm always, I was always just f- playing with it this year. And there's always like a little problem, like the shift linkage comes loose or something. But um, that was the that was the event that that uh, that I was like, you know what, this car actually kind of sucks. Like it pushes. <laughs> But it's also <laughs> loose and high speed. Like I, I've never had the mental bandwidth to to like analyze my car, because it's hard yeah. to also analyze a car when you're like battling the mid pack Larrys in GLTC, like trying to have a good time. You're like, oh, man, this is so fun. Not like, oh man, this car is loose in seven, eight, nine, but it pushes in an <laughs> eleven and one. What am, what's wrong here? Uh, maybe you I know. need more front camber and casters. <laughs> like that was I had to like extract myself from the good life world in order to like even help set up my car because like you can't even I, I can't think about all those things you know like did the, did the car break no like uh did anybody call time attack because i need more time attack cars in grid immediately back into work mode you know yeah um
1: yeah yeah, yeah if anybody needs a crew chief it's you
0: well, luckily the car didn't need a ton of work except for Midwest Festival. But then I just left it in the garage because it was raining and I don't have wipers anyway. But um, I don't want to like burden anybody with working on my car either. You know, I I do like that aspect of it. I just don't have time at events. But that's part of the reason I put it. I put I literally put air jacks on it. I got a used set of air jacks from our buddy Ed, who's one of our lead instructors. Uh, also the lead instructor of auto interests. Uh, he literally spent like 50 weekends at the track last year and will again this year, uh, largely uncompensated because Ed is just the best, but he sold As me, yeah, he sold me three used air jacks off of a Daytona prototype that they had like in a bin at work, um, at a price that I could afford two years ago. And then this year I was, I was at Gingerman at a fall festival and I just didn't put them on when I built the car. Cause I didn't know what I wanted to do with them. Um, and I, I spent five minutes like just jacking up the car to change the wheels. And th- same thing at at uh, Honda meet. Like it's a five minute job because it is pull the side skirts off. Then you got to run it up on a two by four. And then in order to get under the pinch weld with like a low floor jack, because the car is as you as you called me a hot boy. Like it's hot boy slammed. Uh, yep. It's got it's got hot boy body kit crap. And, yep. uh, and hot boy stuff is not conducive to mechanic stuff. Like those nope. things are, they're mutually exclusive in many different ways. So now the new hot boyness allows me to plug in a nitrogen tank and the car will lift up enough for me to jack it up even higher without taking anything off. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, like stuff like that, it's, I'm trying to make this car fit my available time. Um, and, uh, and, and be, uh, Raceable, you know, like if it's gonna rain and I and I got the wet sitting next to the dries, like I want to be able to just like flip a valve and have it drop down and go instead of like put the body work back on, <laughs> you know Yeah. Uh, and, and then maybe I can compete even you know even if it buys me, it was probably a ten hour job to put them on over Thanksgiving. um and I usually work like uh, on the car. Like if the girls are watching a movie or taking a nap or something, I'll work in the car for an hour or two, or I'll go out after Sarah goes to bed. You know, we will watch a movie after Emma goes to bed, and I'll go out and work in the car for an hour. But I can't be loud then because our garage backs up to our bedroom. Um, it was about a ten-hour job, but if it if it like gets me into one more race a year, like I think that's totally worth it. You know, just like if it's if it allows me to work to like live with my, you know my predicament that I have made in life, if it makes that one little bit easier. I feel like it it was worth it, so.
1: So you you mentioned something just a minute ago, and it's something I've kind of wanted to to ask you about, is you you said you don't want to burden anybody by asking them to help look after your car, even though you know it's something that would be good for you. And inherently, if something is good for you, it's probably going to be good for everybody around you. Maybe, yeah. So, So I'm just... I'm just curious, like, where – maybe not even where that comes from, but where where do you see that in the rest of your life? Like, you, it seems like you want to do so much for the people around you that you almost feel the weight of these responsibilities and things that you want to do. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like you take help very well.
0: I don't. Um, one of the guys that – he's a subcontractor for me – in non-COVID times he's like 72 years old um, but he's worked with me for 10 years uh, and he, he actually just built a deck he didn't want he didn't want to like work around anybody at all in COVID world uh, so I haven't really worked with him except for like one time this year where we had a vacant house that we were doing windows on and he just did one side I did the other and like you know we talked from a distance but um, he did a deck on the back of Chris's house this year um because yeah, Chris's little steps were falling down. Mike's girlfriend lives on the north side, so he would drive back and forth anyway, and Chris lives up there. Uh, so he did a new deck for Chris and Wendy, and uh, Chris said to me, um, uh, how's Adam doing? But, or Chris, Chris said to me that Mike said to him, how's Adam doing? Uh, he, he doing okay with you? You know?" And they were talking about me. And Chris, Mike said to Chris that you can't work with Adam. You have to work around Adam. And I got a little bit offended by that. I'm like, I'm not I don't want to be like that. Like I guess I suck at delegating. <laughs> but uh and and I don't think that was a slight. I think it's it was just like I'm so used to working independently cuz I'm generally by myself at least 5 days a week uh, at mm-hmm. at work. And I try to and I usually like because you know 10 years ago my dad and I were like in a deep financial hole and the only way to dig ourselves out was just to work. Um, like we, we paid off three quarters of a million dollars of loans and credit card debt, uh, ourselves. Uh, and we're down, like we literally are basically down to almost nothing. Um, because, because like my, my dad's, my dad's Dutch stubbornness didn't want to do any bankruptcies. He, he like, well, let's do it. You know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna screw anybody. We're going to pay everything off. Right. Um, and so I'm stubborn. So I do everything myself. Um, but also, I'm, I I feel like lately I've been doing some therapy stuff, and I've I've been told that I'm way too much of like a people pleaser, and I want to I want to smooth everything out around me. Um, my parents used to fight a ton before they both like gave up on fighting and just lived with each other like roommates. Um, but in my childhood, there was like a lot of like as soon as they would start fighting, I would like st- start picking up the house and like cleaning up the house, you know. Um, Very common. Yeah, and, and my my brother, like, he was the exact opposite. He like didn't give a shit and he would just go play Legos. Yeah.
1: Um
0: <laughs> and, well, and but, so
1: But 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 both of those reactions are doing the same thing. Your your reaction to want to clean up is you are taking the action that you think that you are able to control, that you are right. trying to help remedy this situation. His was doing the only piece of control he felt he could do was to remove himself from it. And yeah, go and do, do it, his own thing. I do mean, whatever he wanted to do. Yep, yep. Keep going, um, though, sir.
0: The the uh, I don't know where I was going, but uh, but yeah, I I also feel I feel real guilty asking for help. Like, people ask me for help, and I feel real guilty saying no. But I I find it like there's only like two people that I ask for help on the car ever, maybe three if you include Mikey tuning. Um, and I and like I basically pay Mikey, but I feel bad asking. Yeah. Uh, but like my brother, uh, and, and my buddy tall Kyle are the only people that ever helped me on the car for the most part. Like, uh, and, and Chris from hall tech, when I suck at doing hall tech things, but he's the best. (laughs) Um, but, uh, but I do pay him. I bought things from him, but, um, yeah, I find it hard for, and, and I like, you know, my brother and I, like I help him work in his house. He helps me. I, you know, he works on my house a little bit, you know, same thing with Kyle. Like we have a back and forth, like thing. And I always want to like do more than they did for me. You know, uh, I feel, I feel weird asking for help and I don't really know why. Um, how do I fix that? <laughs> ah, My phone, my Boy, studio no, is, I, my studio is not good for video calls. I've just realized no, you're, that you're doing great. Yeah. There we, oh, I found a good spot in the steering wheel.
1: You know, so I went through and you and I have talked about this just a little bit about seven years ago I went through the worst year of my life yeah. far and away and the the ultimate reason like the reason underneath the reason for me was that I didn't know how to take care of myself I thought I did but what I was actually trying to do is I was trying to take care of uh, the people around me and what I found is like I just I I emotionally implode when that happens and what I after like three years of like doing some real hard work um, what I ultimately found is and this is kind of a motto for me is that a healthy self like me being healthy is the best gift I could give to anybody Like, it's not actually taking care of people. It wouldn't be, like, offering my time or throwing money at stuff. It's, like, if I can be a healthy human being with somebody else that I choose to be in relationship with or to be around or to race with or whatever, if I can be the best, healthiest person I can be, that's actually of benefit to everyone around. And that completely flipped my mindset because I know you were raised in the church as was I wasn't raised in the church but I've spent many years in it yeah that that's not what they teach you that's not what they tell you it's you're supposed to give every penny you can you're supposed to give all your time all your talents like all that it's almost like you're supposed to bleed yourself dry and somewhere in there God will give it back to you and believe me, I'm not poo-pooing that at all, but like the Bible also says, love others as you love yourself. Yeah, but what if you and don't the- love yourself?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> then then you have yeah. to, what I found it, for me, because again, I didn't, is I had to go on blind faith that people that I trusted, that what they were telling me was true. Right. And that I I, actually had value. I had worth and I I, just had to fake it.
0: Yeah. I I feel like only recently, like in the last two months, uh, have I have I like stepped back a little bit. And I talked to you about this uh, a little bit, um, but it's like I was going down a real and and I kind of, you know, in high school, I was I was uh, suicidal and real depressed and stuff. Uh, And I was going down a real dark, like, out-of-control, reckless path the last, I don't know, uh, when did grid life start? (laughs) Like, uh, that that many years? Um, And I feel like there's a lot of days where I still probably will be on that path, but, like, I feel like I now have the... Uh, the tools to like step back and like see okay why are you feeling that way um, you know and and there were days especially in the heat of like a crazy month with grid life where we got two or three events um, there were days where I would come home and like I don't want to be a jerk but like I was totally being a jerk and the fuse is really short um, but I also like wasn't happy um, and there's still plenty of days where I'm not happy obviously everybody goes through stuff like that um, but uh yeah it it uh there were uh, specifically two or like a, specifically a month ago, um, like I feel like I found a, a bit of a rock bottom um, of just and this is like you know I don't know what three weeks after an event um, yep. and end of the season, and so then when we we're, we're in the thrash of like finish up the next season, get it all out, build partnerships to actually pay for good life because unbeknownst to everybody else, the events typically don't make any money. Uh, the partners pay for the events to happen, basically, and for the company to exist, and for the live stream. The live stream costs so freaking much money. It's expensive. Like, it it. Uh, but it also, you know, we're showing grassroots racing to hundreds of thousands of people a weekend now. You know, like it's a thing that people are watching. Um, uh, and it's like this big crazy moving machine, and you step back from it and like. Uh, I don't know, I found myself in, like, a crazy deep depression, and I found myself drinking too much and, like, not ca- not taking any care of myself, um, like, mainly mentally. I've always, tr- uh, like, I've always, like, ate plenty, but, like, I walk, you know, 12 to 15 miles a day, so, like, you get plenty of exercise. Uh, but I've been trying to eat better, drink less. I've been working out kind of like a maniac because I've been listening to too much Joe Rogan. Um and like, check out that neck, man. Is that definition? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> the, the uh, uh, <laughs> but like, I, I feel like yeah. I just finally realized that like, if you don't take care of yourself mentally, um, that it all falls apart. And it felt like it felt like I was coming way off the rails at like a thousand miles an hour a month ago. Um, uh, and like, and it it's probably you know a lot of people are having having problems with uh, depression and like uh, angst during. It's pandemic. a rough year for that. Well, yeah. But, like, my year my year didn't change at all. Like, my – obviously, the events and having to move things around and change protocols and constantly shifting with state requirements and county requirements and stuff, that sucks. But, like, we were able to do, like, a year with Gridlife, which is cool. Um, and the company is still alive, which is cool. And my construction company, uh, we – we have never been so busy ever. Like it, it got insane because everybody sat at home and was like, I gotta change that patio door. You know how heavy patio doors are? I did forty five I, I did forty five patio doors this year by myself. Like like they're all six hundred pounds. Um and and like it was just a crazy year. Like nonstop. Um if this year had happened five years ago. I wouldn't be, uh, you know, I'm faster at my regular job and I'm faster at, like, what I do grid life-wise. If this year had happened five years ago, uh, something would have given uh, and I would have had to quit something, you know. Uh, but I feel like by the grace of God, it didn't. And, like, we're still here. But then I felt like I imploded a month ago. Um, and I kind of realized that, yeah, you need you, you need to take care of yourself. Um, and that- sometimes I don't know what that means, but, like, I've been trying. So.
1: Well, that was going to be another one of my questions, but I'll skip it now. But the, you said you kind of hit a rock bottom and you're talking about, you know, your, some of your life in high school, when you got to that rock bottom, like there's usually, there's not a moment. I, I don't think, but there's like kind of an awareness of looking around and just realizing where you are at, at that time, a month or so ago, did, did that seem familiar in that that was a place that you had been before? And why did you decide at that point to try to do something about it?
0: Um, yeah, in in high school, I don't know why I did something about it. All of a sudden, it just kind of went away. And a lot of it was probably hormonal and, like, boyfriend-girlfriend stuff and just regular high school stuff, you know? Yeah. It, it, it did kind of just fade away once I – once. You know, I kind of found the things that I needed, which back then probably would have been um, fulfillment in work and relationships. Um, And then so I probably jumped a little bit too headlong into both. Um, And I probably have stayed like crazy, like working, working, you know, that's good for me. Like it's good that I work and I love working, uh, but I also hate having so much obligation to both jobs um and i think uh i think the the thing a month ago was probably the biggest burnout that i've ever had like all of a sudden it was just like it was just like all the energy and all the ambition was extinguished um and i wanted to get it back but i also just what i want i didn't ever want to do any of it again like it was hard to wake up in the morning and. Uh, I wanted to just stop everything, but then you can't stop everything because you got a six year old that, like, thinks you're the coolest dude. Um, and my wife, uh, yeah, most days she likes me fine. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, there was, there was, like, it's pretty solid. Uh, th- there was, there was pretty, like, uh, I realized, like, holy shit, you're in, like, you're in a bad spot, dude. Like, uh, what's going on? Um, and, uh, yeah, alcohol is fun. Uh, alcohol makes, like, the minute. Like, right now, like, if I was drunk, like, I'd be happy as shit. The next day, I'd be more depressed. Like, it is a depressant, obviously. And then I ever, ever like, depressed people like alcohol. Uh, but, like, maybe it makes it real bad when uh, when when you drink almost enough to be drunk every day. Pretty soon, like, the mornings suck, even though you're not hungover. But like, yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. It's bad for your body, um, and and just like, okay, something has to change. Like, let's make a change. Let's try to make uh, let's try to make an outlook change. Uh, let's try to focus on other things. Uh, and a big part of the like a big part of like happiness for me is what I do with my car too. Like, so I was like, all right, pull the motor out. Let's take the motor out. Let's have a project. Like, let's shift your mental focus to something else. Yeah. Um, and, well, uh yeah.
1: It's amazing that you were able to, I mean, almost having a hobby that's been this long standing for you and still recognizing that it not only brings you joy, but it's something that you need to do for you, that you were able just to almost fall back as almost a reset, it sounds yeah.
0: like. Yeah, I didn't work on the car at all since, like, mm, I don't know. February last year. Like, I worked on the car in, like, I didn't change the oil since February last year. Um, once it was running, it got tuned twice. Um, oh, hang on.
1: Yeah. Hit pause.
0: Yeah. Yeah, You guys still there? Yep. Nope, we got it. Uh, Yeah, don't hit pause. Keep going. Sorry, somebody called me and Skype. No, no, no. no. You're good. I'll make, Um, uh, I'll make a note on mine, but keep oh, going. You just, just you're still recording. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. When somebody calls me, it uh, it bumps me off of whatever else I'm talking on. If I'm on, if I'm not on real phone. Um. But yeah, I hadn't done anything in the car except for like put tires on it and like, uh, it, so it becomes like not the thing you're finding joy in, and like it's a big part of it's a big part of like my mental occupation too. So, um, we did we did a Saturday night cruise in Chicago and i didn't have I any headlights. didn't have any headlights, so i'm like running on fog lights and stuff. It was so fun and i loved it so much and then the next day i took it apart <laughs> because i wasn't going to drive it again. So right. i took it apart and I, I i want i probably i was like i don't want to run on the supercharger setup again. I want to do something different. Um and uh yes, yeah, so now i'm going back to my accord motor roots with uh, with a bit of a inte- uh, individual throttle body twist. So
1: should be a good time
0: yeah i hope so 2.3 liters gotta something's gotta fight you big 2.4 liter fat boys seriously something my 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 (laughs) 1.5 was not was not cutting the mustard (laughs) i tried Yep. I, i i fought the good fight but
1: so i'm not and you've kind of said that it's it's hard to kind of know the day to day stuff in terms of like what you can do to stay healthy and things like that but what does good look like to you? Or, like, what does health... I, I don't even want to say balance because I don't think... I I think that just depends from person to person. But what does, like, a good, healthy, full life look to you?
0: Um, two days ago, I was, like, walking... Three days ago, I don't know. I was walking to work Saturday. Um, I was walking to work and thought... I was thinking a bunch about this on Saturday. Um, I don't know. I have no idea. Like, I, I feel like I'll know it when I when I see it, but I don't know what it is. Because there is a lot of days where it's like I want to quit this job or that job. Like it's one or the other, uh, but I can't really quit either one because I'd be letting, you know, one of the one of the people in my life that I value the most. I'd be letting them down and hurting their life. Uh, and their business, um, and I don't want to do that, but I also, like, I really enjoy, my like, my construction job, I really enjoy creating, I get to do a lot of, like, cool custom doors, uh, and, like, soup to nuts, like, we'll bring in, like, all the parts, I mortise the hinges, I punch out the, the lock holes, you know, I'll, I'll cut it to a specific height, I do custom staining and varnishing and I put in leaded glass and like, and I do all these, it's, it's a cool project. I like these things. Um, and with grid life, it's, it's obviously, it's this community that like literally is my life besides my immediate family. Like they are my family. Like they are the people that I'll probably spend more time with than anybody else, you know, besides my, my wife and daughter. Um, I see, I probably see Scott more than I see, uh anybody i went to high school with grade school with any of my neighbors you know i probably talked to uh to most of the people that i drive with, that we that drive with gridlife more than anybody else like it's my world you know and i don't want to give up on my world but it's hard to do all these pieces and i don't know what the balance point is i think the balance point's probably cutting back just a little bit on both um and we're trying to get there. Like uh and I and I, I need to help manage a little bit better for Chris's sake because he's he's I mean, he's spinning a lot of plates. Um everybody yeah, thinks that like like driver wise, like they see me. But there's a lot of other pieces too. And like we try to do a lot of this stuff together, but like even just like the the design and the website and the merchandise aspect, like it's crazy amount of work. Um and the amount of emails and partnership calls and stuff that I'm not on uh, is it's a mountain like this, this whole beast has like grown into to be a sustainable company it has to be a, at a certain size and Chris is doing a lot of that himself and him and Sean are I mean they kill it but like it's also I would love to help more you know like they they want my input and they want me to be there be around more so I would love to be there more but I also, you know, how do you how do you do more of both? You can't do more of both. Something's got to give. So right now I'm I'm pretty maxed out. I would like to be about eight hours a week less maxed out. That sounds like that sounds like good. <laughs> so
1: baby steps.
0: Yeah, baby. Uh, it it was worse. It was worse ten years ago. I mean, literally ten years ago, I was doing twelve hour days, six days a week, um, and. Uh, we were only hosting like one event at a time or one event a year then but i was working on cars way more so like i was i mean i was burning the candle way too hot back then i was just trying to we were i was flipping cars just to pay my mortgage back then so I, yep. it, it got it got well, pretty wild i will say point. you and
2: scott you and scott both have in my opinion fairly young kids and yeah. i um, think our kids are like these exact same age. be things that are going to sneak up on you in a yeah. big fat hurry um, from an from an hour standpoint, those things you want to do to be a good dad are gonna like. There's a lot of sit, standing, and watching. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah. it's you, you'll have your butt in a seat in a gym, and you're gonna be all antsy because you're like, dude, I could be doing a thing right now, and I love <laughs> that I'm here watching my kid, but I'm just sitting here watching my kid. At, and at least, at least we only have one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got four. Yeah, but I don't know how you do older. that, man. I don't know how anybody has four kids. I can barely do one kid.
1: <laughs> you, you, well, yeah, you, but you, you hire you a Seth.
0: Yeah. You yeah, basically, my wife hired me to do yeah. all that. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, a, I'm kind of anticipating the need uh, to be uh, a little bit. I mean, I have a lot of advantages in the in the parenting world, being with my wife, because my. My wife teaches at the same school my daughter goes to and will go to for probably another seven years, um, so she handles like all of that. Like I have, I have a lot right. of adva- I I have a lot of advantages in that world, which is good. But I also don't want to like drop the ball. Uh, and right now, dropping the ball with a first grader, like that ball bounces pretty good, but like that ball might not bounce forever. <laughs> so,
2: no, there's gonna, there's going to yeah. be things though where it's going to be like uh, there's. There's going to be somebody dribbling a basketball in the gym and your job is going to be to sit there in the bleachers. That kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. So, just uh, I'm giving you a heads up like a dad to dad here. It's coming. What? It's sneaking up on you.
0: Shut up. I can't do more, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. I just mean those you just said like you just said like 8 hours a week. That would be great. And my brain immediately went, "Dude, I know exactly where those 8 hours are yeah. going to go. Somebody, well, has, somebody has spoken for them in the future."
0: Okay, 16 hours a week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's a good it, goal uh, to have. I, I am hoping that, like, my um, that my like passion project can shift to something that, like, uh, Emma and I can do together, the six-year-old. Uh, like uh, bikes or go-karts or, I mean, she and I played Barbies for, like, an hour the other day, and it was the freaking best. Like, it was so fun. I, yeah. I never thought Barbies were fun. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, that that's like priorities shift. Like who knows where I'm gonna be in five years, you know? I mean, not even
1: not even low key, but what Brad Adams has been doing this year.
0: Unreal dude. Seriously. Amazing. He's got amazing. like amazing. He's got all of his kids riding BMX and they're like going somewhere else some weekend, every weekend, to yeah. race BMX or or you know, go to a zoo or like that's a dad of the year right there. Seriously. But he calls me uh, and complains about it too. So Yeah.
1: Here's here's just uh, it may not be super brief, but so there's there's the Adam Jabay that we all know and love, and it's almost this larger than life persona at this point, even though you constantly tell people how crap you are. Um, it's it you almost have like this um, superhuman spectacular aura. That I have no idea why. As Adam Jabe.
0: Why is that, though?
1: But then you have Adam <laughs> Jabay. And I'm just wondering, like, for you, because you can't change what other people think and what other people think of you. But for you, like, do you feel like you have to live up to other people's expectations of Adam Jabay? Or are you just
2: doing you? Um, just naturally, this awesome.
0: I don't know why anybody, like, says any of that stuff. Um, and I also don't go on social media that much. To uh, But, uh, yeah, the memes, like the memes on Track Midwest, I don't know where any of that, like, some of those people don't even know who I am, so I don't know. No. Uh, but um, the... The biggest motivator to, like, improve every event uh, and to make the driver experience and the and the spectator experience and whatever and Gridlife as a whole, like, to build the company and to build, like, the sport, like, the biggest motivator isn't, like – it, it I, like, I'd rather, like, not even be a visible part of it. Like, I have no desire to have some sort of, like, status. Um, uh, and I never have. Uh, and, like, with the podcast, like, none of it uh, – you know, we've probably done almost 400 podcasts. Uh, and it was really just like, I want to talk about cars with my friends and I would love to like, if it, if it helps the sport be better, like cool. And all of a sudden it's like a pretty well listened to podcast. Uh, and it's, I don't care to keep doing it for any kind of self aggrandizing. Like that part, that feels super gross to me. Um, and it's easy for me to say that, but like, I genuinely don't care. I don't want any of that. Like, uh the only thing that we want that like that we want to make better is to make you know the events better and to like you know to just make a better experience cuz we're like uh, like a lot of the a lot of the drivers it's what they do like it's it's their life like their life aspiration at least for like a season or four is to like okay I'm going to go to Grill Life and have a good time and I'm going to see how good I can do and see where I stack up against everybody and I want those events to be like the best Um, and I've never, ever been satisfied with an event. I hate, I literally don't like anything that I do. Uh, I don't, I've never been like, oh my gosh, nailed it. Like ever. Like, and I, that's, that's a stupid quality. Um, I think like we should probably be content with some of those events. Some of them were pretty good. Um, but like, I don't know. Um, I never got a lot of like good job buddy uh when i was a kid um and some of that probably is part of the reason that i want to always like clean the floor uh when there's an argument happening or like pick up the garbage um but I, I you know if if i had got a bunch of like good job buddy uh when i was a kid maybe maybe things would be different um but i'm also not like seeking I, It's not what i'm seeking like i i Starting GLTC, like the biggest thing that I saw at SCCA NASA races was zero spectators, and uh, and like a lot of them, were my were and still are my friends, but like a lot of older drivers, like fifty to seventy year old drivers, um, retirement age or more, um, and I go to Grid Life events and got a bunch of people like building these. St- stupid 600 horsepower 800 horsepower cars that like like the car is their worst enemy like but they they want to go faster they want to do everything and i wanted to show i wanted to like show this next generation of people like club racing because it's like you don't need to live with a car that kills you like mentally and physically and financially um like let's go let's go let's go battle door to door and we're even like 40th place is having a good time with 41st and 39th you know um yeah. but like the thing that I want is like I want the sport to exist when I'm sixty five or seventy or whatever, like uh when it's like it's probably gonna be more of an equestrian like sport by then, you know, because we'll be be driven around yes. in our in our Tesla RVs. Uh but um it's kinda I'm exist. looking forward to that by the I, way. I, like, I really amazing. am too. Same. <laughs> like I, I want a retrofit conversion for an autopilot for my R V right now. <laughs> but but, uh, they probably don't make that for like beat up 1991 uh cummins 8.3 diesel pushers that you bought for eight grand so yeah that'd be a tricky one (laughs) yeah but yeah i i I don't know i i don't feel any obligation to live up to anybody's expectations because like i already am not living up to my own so um the and i try to rush home after the events like as fast as i can because i'm I'm blowing it with the two girls that I like hanging out with more than all of you SOBs, uh, by not being there. So um yeah, I it, get it. It, it. You're torn in a lot of way in a lot of places, uh, you know, into a lot of directions and you want to like make all those directions good. Uh and hopefully you do the best you can. Uh but yeah, I don't care what Facebook thinks about me. They could love me or hate me. Luckily they like me a little bit. So Most days. Uh, well do- yeah the weird thing about grid life is
2: i always have to when i explain club racing to people like normal people who don't know about club racing um is that nobody cares like outside if you're not driving a car or know somebody driving a car nobody cares about club racing right you go to an scca weekend and it's like the dude's driving it's their wives or their brother who are there crewing with them and there's like you said there's no spectators so, like, if you're not inside the world of club racing, nobody cares. Yeah. And I'm weirdly, I, like, I looked on the live stream of the GLTC race, and I'm like, there's, like, thousands of people who care. Like, I know people who don't do anything more than autocross who rabidly follow GLTC, which is spectacular and weirds me out. Because, weirds me out,
0: too. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because... Club racing, like, is a constant, right? For as long as I've known about it, the 20 years or so that I've been familiar with club racing, it's been pretty constant. Like you say, old dudes, no spectators. Um, It's kind of its own thing. And uh, I don't, I kind of emotionally don't know how to handle the fact that you've, uh, kind of you have made it visible by sheer force of will. Um
0: yeah, I don't I know. I think that's part of the, <laughs> the
2: that's the magic Adam Jabay thing is somehow you did that. And it's very strange.
0: Well, a part of it is like Chris Chris came up with this idea for, for this event and he called it Grid Life. Uh, and it was like, I got all these friends and all these different aspects of automotive culture. And like, and we'll also like try to get spectators and we'll have a concert and all this. And like there was, there was enough drivers uh, that knew us from our Honda Meet event for, for, 13 years that they showed up or 10 years or whatever it had been at the time. They showed up and like the driver registration, like rented the track and then Chris like maxed out credit cards and we had a concert uh, and it was pretty cool. Uh, but it, it was a thing that like we had, there's nothing that happened around here like that. Uh, and then a bunch of those people had a good time and then they told their friends and more people had a good time and it's kind of lightning in a bottle in the in the Midwest uh, especially a gingerman you know um, but um, I feel like they're like people think it's it is more than it is like it's it's not like you know we're not we don't have hundred thousand people uh, crowds um, but we we do have more we have more, we have a lot of people looking at us like looking toward looking at us for like answers like hey, how should we fix this? How should we do that? Like, how do we do this different Uh, people in the industry too? Um, And part of me thinks like, fuck, I don't know. (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't know. We just, we just made the event that we wanted to go to. And we just kept trying to make that event better. Um, And, and obviously plenty of failures, like along the way, like plenty of things that just didn't work. Um, and plenty of events that we lost money we didn't have on you know like uh it's been a it's been a struggle but like it's still here it's a company that is viable uh and it has a few employees um but i i don't know i back in like the 60s and the 70s like club racing had a little bit more of an aura and, a, and it was a, it was watched a little bit more Um, and and I think like IMSA, IMSA in the seventies grew out of that a little bit and they had some spectacular crowds in the seventies and eighties. Um, I don't expect to ever be that because obviously people have way more forms of available entertainment now. Um, but there's a lot of, especially young people too. Like people think the automotive hobby isn't enjoyed by young people, but there's a ton of young people who think it's rad. Um, and uh, Hoonigan has showed a lot of that and, uh, race service and donut media. And like, like a lot of their, their viewership is like just car curious, you know, it's like people who want right. to see, you know, they're into it just enough that they spend their free time, like watching, you know, the, the Hoonigan guys like drag race, a crazy video car against another crazier YouTube car or a donk or whatever, you know, like, uh, crazy builds like these are still things like there's still a ton of young people who think who think cars are awesome and i think they'll always you know they'll be around as far as long as i'm around um, but how do we how do we show club racing to people i don't know i think we just do the best freaking club racing we can and we try to produce a good live stream and we try to produce a fun event you know with a camping and a family vibe that they want to go to um, and so I, I kind of feel like we're on the right path, at least. Um, at least most days we do. Sometimes it's like, how are we going to we gonna stay on this path and, like, not mortgage our houses to stay on this path? <laughs> but uh, uh, but it's well, a fun path, you know.
1: And the idea of the 50s, 60s, 70s, and kind of even into the 80s was that the, autom- the automobile was your path to freedom. Yeah. As soon as you could get your license, you had to get a car, or a truck or whatever just so you could go out into the world on your own and do things and the last 20 years that hasn't been the case because now we have the internet and the internet and your smartphone is how you leave your world and you go off and do things and I think cars have they they're making a shift in certainly the last 10 probably 15 years while grid life has been alive from what you had to have to just go out and experience the world on your own terms and what you could have and what it could do for you. And I think, and something I try to say as often as possible, is what we do at Gridlife has little to do with cars. That's just what we use to get to the community and to meet new people and to have the best time and have great relationships is I think what's happening is we're seeing cars evolve from a necessary form or a necessary tool towards freedom into a chosen tool to bolster relationships with people around us, if I had to say it distinctly.
0: And and also, like, trying to... um like the best moments in you know aside from like my daughter being born or like the day I got married or like the best individual moments in my life like the the places I would go back to if I could go back to are those pure moments of clarity where it's like you're not thinking about anything except for the task at hand and the only place I can find that is behind the wheel of uh, a race car, my race car, et cetera. Like, uh, there's no more clear. Like, it, we're so busy nowadays with like you know, yeah, we're so accessible with email and Facebook and Instagram and uh, Twitter and all the, the the BS of like 2020 and 2021. Uh, like all these little things that will occupy your brain with 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 completely unsatisfactory jobs and like distractions and the only place that i can find any kind of like pure meditation zen like flow state is like i can't sit on my couch and like try to chill out because I'll, I'll instinctively pull out my smartphone and like i don't even i don't want to look at any of the things i'm looking at yeah. the only place i can find that is like i mean i gotta i got i have to put a six-point harness on and uh, make sure the, the temperatures are up to temp, and then it's time to go uh, and about four turns in uh, it all goes away you know and it's uh, I wish there were more places for that and there probably are some more places like mushrooms or hard drugs but I'm not going to try those because uh, I can't afford them because I want to build a race car yes <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Well, I, wanna, I, like, I want I know we talked I more before people this. I know you are
1: mm-hmm. on the timeline and speaking of. Thank you for uh, giving us this much of your time. Yeah, I do man. have a couple speed round questions if you're game.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm not in a big, big time crunch, but uh, I, I probably cool, should go put my kid to bed. To, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: we had I grandiose say, I, visions of uh, doing a two uh, part, two part, two parter with you. So.
0: Oh man, the first two I, I will
2: say, Adam, I hope someday you get to race with your daughter if she's into it. Yeah. Because that is a it is a bizarre combination of focusing on the world around you and focusing on your kid at the same time. Yeah. Um I've raced motorcycles with both of my kids on track with me at the same That's time. That's so cool. I, I'm so jealous is, of that. <laughs> it is the most bizarre crossover when you are completely inside your own head and you're focused on the thing that's, that's two or three bike lengths ahead of you. And it's, it's a really, really neat world when you describe that, that, that being in a perfect place when you've got the six point harness on and, and you're focused and that's what matters. Yeah. Um, being able to do that with your kid at the same time is really really neat So, and you can't really predict whether your daughter's going to be into that that's like you never know I have four kids and I have like one and a half of them that are interested in racing
0: uh, it, it um, prob- for me it would probably be like what uh, I started to say this at, Auto- at Autobahn I drove I put one wheel in the dirt or two wheels in the dirt because I happened to be like four laps into a race and then I drove past the start finish and I was like did anybody call time attack group A <laughs> <laughs> and then I like almost drove off the end of the world. But yeah. Uh I w I would probably be pretty distracted if uh if my daughter was racing me. But uh that might be fun. That would be a fun weekend. It'd be very expensive. <laughs> but, uh yeah, yeah, it
2: costs more than twice as much. It's weird. Now, I the would math imagine doesn't work out.
0: at least with a bike you only need like one tow rig versus two tow rigs. But yeah. Yeah, no. I tow
2: with I, I tow with my one lap car. So yeah. my Accord is the the tow rig, so That's it works so out pretty good. well. Uh,
1: <laughs> All right, first question: What is a Jibbe?
0: I don't know. It's uh, historically it is uh, it's a small family that is Dutch and German in origin. There's not a lot of Jebe's. Most of them are related to my grandpa. Uh, He had 14 or 12 brothers and sisters. Holy crap. Uh, And uh, historically, they smoke too much and die young because of that. Uh, And in order to make me not die young, at least hopefully, my dad said, if you don't smoke a cigarette before you're 18, I'll give you a 1000 (laughs) bucks." And he did, and I didn't uh and I don't smoke so hopefully I don't die at the age of 64 like every other jube so that's a
1: <laughs> what is it like having seen James Morgan every morning for the last 5 years
0: it's delightful I actually don't see I actually see his daughter more cuz when I start my so my my parents live next to him uh and I walk to work, and I keep my truck and trailer in my parents' driveway because it's a triple-wide driveway. Um, and uh, and obviously my dad and I work together. And I have a Cummins-swapped 05 F350, uh, and I fire it up, and it's got like a 4-inch exhaust with a blown-out muffler, so it sounds kind of cool at idle. I fire it up. And his his daughter's probably two and a half or something, and inevitably every morning as soon as I start it, his daughter pokes her head behind one of the blinds and waves at me. <laughs> so so I actually so see cool. uh, I see James's daughter more than I see him. But I also do want to say thanks to James for like helping make um, like he, James works on the north northwest side kind of, um, and he also drives a lot of places. Um, and so he does, he does a lot of little errands for me, and he barely ever takes any money for them. Uh, and I try to do things for James, but he tries to do plenty of things for me. So I, do, I couldn't do a lot of this hobby without James, too. He's one of those other buddies who's like a big, big help. Just by virtue of being of like a race, race car part shuttle, uh, James makes things uh, a little easier. So he's a good dude. I like James a lot. He gives good hugs, too he does even in pandemic times and i have to scold him for that i i don't know what you're talking about he's he's a decent tech inspector and a great grid worker as well so
1: what is the biggest lesson you've learned
0: from grid life uh probably a month ago when um when i learned that i can't do everything that i want to do and also be a functional human being um it, it uh it's something that like i i always just want to like as we talked earlier i, I want to just like barrel ahead work harder than that, work harder and harder and harder outwork, outwork them all and uh and just make it happen but um doing that for too long uh isn't a life like it's just not a life um, so i think the biggest lesson is that like i need to i need to ask for help and i need to say no a little bit so
1: top one or two pieces of advice you would give to somebody who is thinking about getting on track for the first time
0: um the top one advice would be uh buy buy a helmet um and buy decent brake pads and just uh just go whatever you got whatever tires you got like it's time to go um I think you said it a bunch of shows ago, uh, here is, uh, now is the best time to, to get on track. Um, because yeah, you never know like what's going to happen in five years. Like if I had waited another five years to go on racetracks, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be doing any of this. Like it had, it's got like, if now feels like the right time and you want to do it, do it. Um, probably the second best thing is, um, uh, be as nice to you can, as you can to everybody in the paddock because, like, that's where I've made, like, the best friends in my life. It's just uh, smile and wave. Like, uh, ask questions and, and don't talk uh, is the best thing that I could I could say uh, is ask everybody questions. You'll make the best friends of your life. Scott
1: Giles would like to know if you love him as much as he loves
0: you i don't know why he likes me so much because i've made his life a little harder i think um he was like him him and renee were out of track cars and i was like hey you guys want this little track car and that was the honey badger the the crx that he he raced in gltc renee raced in gltc last year Uh, and uh, i've made his life infinitely harder with gltc and beginners uh, and all the things that he's helped with us um but man, that's a, that's a, like, he, he owned the forum that shall not be named or still does. And that was what kind of got me deep into SECA world. Um, and I, w- I was like so intimidated to, to meet him the first time. I was like, man, uh, he's the guy who started Honda Challenge, him and his friend Carl. And uh, uh, man, that guy, he must be unapproachable and amazing. Uh, and turns out he's, but yeah, he's pretty amazing, but he's pretty approachable and like uh he his he's like his head is in the right place. He wants to build the sport and make the sport happen and just make it the best it can be. And I love that dude. So I don't care how much he loves me, I probably love him more. And
1: the last question I have, unless Seth has more dipped beef
0: or not dipped beef. Oh, is that the Tim Levine question? I saw that. <laughs> Uh if if you're having if you're having beef in Chicago, you gotta get that thing good and dipped, man. Good and dipped. You can't have a dry beef. Sounds gross. It's it's a fact. Yeah, yeah
2: why would you not why would you not dip your beef? I I don't like, know,
0: man.
1: Don't the os
0: just know. yeah, the os has to be used, dude.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. What are you gonna do? Throw it away?
0: Yeah. What kind of a what kind of a ham and egg would do that? No way, man. Yeah, the uh, the dipped beef. I haven't had one of those in a while. That sounds pretty good right now.
1: Does not suck. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Adam. It's good to talk to you.
0: Yeah, man. Let's do it again. Let's. Uh, we should. We should do a collab show. Get the old Baber and Schmucker in here and uh, and record a uh, a double release one of these days.
1: Don't threaten me with a good time. Uh, yeah, I I gotta bother. Yeah, S- I
0: could do that. Uh, I wanna do, I want to bother Seth and do a. Uh, a lunch breakdown on on the one lap of America. A chord, <laughs> the track chord, <laughs> the, the track chord. It's
2: such a it's such a dumb car that doesn't uh, matter. It's uh, it's how you feel about your car most of the time. You're it's just like oh, it's a Civic that I've done stuff with, and people are curious about it and i find it bizarre that people are even remotely curious about the accord that i literally went grocery shopping in this morning
0: it's it's like the um, best it's like the best cheap track car that nobody's ever thought would be a cheap track no. car though like, does uh, it still have the
1: stickers uh, uh, a, all over it
0: yeah it has the stickers all over it actually
2: that's kind of i don't want to say it's your fault scott but you put the sticker right in the center of the hood and I was like, oh, when I got back, I was like, that's the only one. It's not that I didn't want Scott's sticker on the car. I wanted it in a different spot, and I started to peel it off, and the paint came off under the sticker. <laughs> and I was like, cool. So now yeah. I have to leave all of the stickers on the car forever. Yeah, because mid-2000s. Because repainted before me did a terrible job.
0: But it was probably over top of mid-2000s Honda paint, which was terrible already, so...
2: Yeah, so I think what happened is it was it was you know the the normal Honda paint just ceased to exist, and then somebody just sprayed primer on the car, sprayed black on the car, and from like ten feet away it looks pretty good. The paint does not want to stay on the car, so I'm just like, all right, so I guess stickers. That's I'm gonna be that guy. The one thing about stickers on a car is they they make you really polite because (laughs) nobody wonders about who you are, right? It's like, oh, it's that guy again.
0: Yeah, I remember, yeah, you're the yeah. you're the only Accord with like one lap of America stickers all over it. <laughs> you should wrap right. that thing in, in like Justin Bieber chrome. Uh, that would be the only Ooh. way to uh, to get be more more noticed than the one lap of America
2: stickers. The thought has crossed my yeah. mind more yeah. than once.
0: Ra- wrapping is actually a pretty good way to uh, to make a track car look different. So I would highly suggest learning to do it yourself and not paying someone to do it, but. Yeah. No,
2: I don't I don't pay anybody to do anything. I'm terrible with well, that. So that's like what as soon as I bought a vinyl cutter, it was like, cool, now I'll never pay anybody to make a sticker again. And somebody was harassing me the other day. They're like, "Have you made all of your own t-shirts?" Because they had never seen me wear a t-shirt that wasn't one that I had made. And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah." They're <laughs> That's just well, how it is. So, yeah, yeah, I do
0: need to learn to wrap cars. Yeah, that'll happen. That will happen. So, that will happen yeah i think well, you made that t-shirt too but. yeah
1: well why don't you uh adam why don't you uh plug all your stuff on here and just in case somebody doesn't know i guess
0: um well we we have slip angle podcast uh by track uh which i don't even know if we use that website as much as like you and 10 tense guys do because abe is busy with a baby now um and then grid.life is the grid.life website. Uh, all the info you need there uh, should be uh, searchable and findable, uh, rules and dates and events. Uh, everything's posted for the 2021 season uh, now. Uh, I do have to update the the main rules to say 2021 and have a few little changes, but everything there is pretty much accurate. Um, and then uh, my email, uh, adam at grid.life, uh, not .com, grid, just grid.life. If you need anything, uh, shoot me an email. I don't really care about Instagram anymore. I probably won't do it much, but uh, it's Adam Jabe it on Instagram too. So, yeah.
1: I just thought of one final question. So, if anybody already stopped this, you're going to miss out. If you could leave something from Grid Life, like if it was a particular attitude, if it was an event, if it, something, something about Grid Life that you would leave and one hope that you have for it in the
0: future. Leave it where? What do you mean?
1: Like, what would you drop? What would you kill in grid life?
0: Oh, what wouldn't I want there? Um, Yes. If there was some way to better pay the rental bills um, and not have have to jam everything... I've been getting better about scheduling, not have to jam everything so tight, you know, that would be like that's my only. I wish I could put more cars on in the weekend, but I can't. You know, but I I want to have a little bit more breather breather room. But they're busy events. Like they're they're almost too busy. Sometimes we can't rent enough track time because of sound restrictions or whatever. You know. Yeah. Um. Uh. What was the other one? If I, if there's something I could give to ever to other people. One, one hope. One ho- oh one hope. Um. I hope that um. I hope that grid life can grow uh with a, in spite of me basically like i feel like and i've been told you know in a loving way but i've been told that i'm the bottleneck of grid life um and it can't grow uh well because there's not enough of me or or like i won't train up others but like it's not i don't think that's the case but um but i hope it can grow and i hope i can learn to help it grow um and, uh, and some of that might be like uh, maybe GLTC or Time Attack or other things run with other groups. Like I don't want to be the only – I don't want to be the next NASA or SCCA or HPDE provider. Um, but there is a special vibe that's hard to I, – I, I mean, I've been – I'm the only person that's been to every Good Life event, and I still can't put my thumb on it. Like I don't know what it is, but there's a special vibe – At most of these events or all these events, um, even the bad ones, like where it rains and like there's tornadoes, like there's a, there's a, there's some kind of like, it feels, it feels like it's an accident and like, I don't know how it happened, but it's, it's also on purpose. Like there's, there's a, generally there's a best, like everybody's trying to have the best time. And I think if we can keep that going and if that can spread to other groups, like, Cause there's some groups that like people just aren't like it's you know ego fest or like they're just not there to have fun, they forgot what fun was. Um, and however you get it, I mean, you got to have fun. So, I hope everybody going to a racetrack can go to a racetrack with the goal of having the best weekend or best day that they could possibly have. So, I like it.
1: We're at Track Walking Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, We just started up a little uh, chat group, Track Walking Chats, Um, just to come share and throw topic ideas out there to talk and share experiences prompted by uh, episodes. So come and talk, rate us, review us, all that stuff. And Adam, thank you again. Yeah, buddy. For for the three of us here, I'm Scott.
0: I'm Seth. And I talk too much.
1: Thanks a lot for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Let's see guys.